Unique, yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Well, it is the biggest game in all of college football. Syracuse and Notre Dame fans might disagree, but number 11 UCF, number 19 Cincinnati going at it on Saturday night for supremacy in the AAC Eastern Division. And joining me now on the podcast is Spencer Tuckerman. He's the founder, editor, and podcast host of OVarsity, a site dedicated to Cincinnati Bearcats athletics. Spencer, thanks for your time tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. So your Bearcats are fresh off a 35-23 win over our arch rival, USF, in a game that went back and forth in the first half, and then the Bearcats took hold in the third quarter. Uh, Tremendous uh, performance by your running back, uh, Michael Warren III. Yeah, he had a a fantastic game. Actually broke the Cincinnati single-season record for touchdowns. Um, And he's only a sophomore and was expected to start the season number two on the depth chart. So, fantastic year for him. He's been our anchor on the offensive end. Now, Cincinnati's only blemish on their record is the 24-17 overtime loss to Temple, a game that probably would have been won if your field goal kicker had not missed three kicks and you lost in overtime. Yeah, that was a tough game. Um, some weird officiating in that game. If uh, if you talk to UC fans, they'll be happy to bring it up. But uh, there was a field goal that was made, and then the refs ended up calling it off and requesting a re-kick because they thought the game was still in a commercial break. Um, that was weird. And then there was a very questionable overturned touchdown uh, that went in Temple's favor. Um, UC had plenty of chances to win, and they should have still won. But uh, it's tough when that's the only blemish on the schedule, like you said. And, of course, Temple has been playing better of late. They gave UCF a, a tough tussle down here as well. Um, so as you look at the, the game with the Knights coming up this Saturday, what, what, is, the, what is the task that the Bearcats, what, what's on their list of what they have to do to, to beat the Knights? So the whole season, the Bearcats have, you know, obviously they're 9-1, and one, but I think the theme over the past few games is that they've made too many mistakes. Uh, turnovers, especially in their own half of the field, have been huge. And for the most part, they've been able to overcome them, aside from that Temple game, obviously. So I think the biggest key to this game, if they're going to keep it close, is that you can't make those type of mistakes against UCF because they're going to make you pay. So I think if they can play a clean game, um, I have faith in their offense and defense to at least keep it close. Um, If they put themselves behind the eight ball early with turnovers and stupid mistakes like they've done recently, um, I think it could get out of hand. But we'll see um, if they're up to the task. Besides McKenzie Milton, uh, who else impresses you about about UCF? I think, it, honestly, it's the whole team. It's hard. To, I think that's that's really UCF's biggest strength is that, obviously, you know, they have the Heisman candidate, you know, and McKenzie Milton. But then, other than that, it like, is there a, a standout? I think they're, they're so evenly balanced across their offense, and they got so much speed that it's, it's a team thing. And, you know, you saw that um, – when UCF's beaten some of their their big opponents in the past couple of years is that they're just so balanced that it's it's hard to really zero in on one guy. Well, we're recording this interview on a Monday night. The college football playoff rankings will come out tomorrow night. What's your case to why Cincinnati should be ranked? Well, they're 9-1, and one, um, which I, you would hope uh, would be good enough for number 25 at least. You never know if the 
the college football playoff committee. Um, so the sample size is big enough. Their only loss is to a Temple team, which even though the record isn't great, uh, Temple has been really hot. They've been playing well in the conference. And that game was on the road in overtime. Um, so that's a, a relatively small blemish. Um, and I think the Bearcats have a very good defense. And I think the statistics and the analytics would back that up. So it's not just that they've fluked their way to nine wins. I think they do have a lot of talent. And I think their defense has been performing very well. And I would also look at the, this as well as, you know, the the American really does not get the respect it deserves. And you look mm-hmm. at the number of teams that, that uh, have played well and established winning records, and I would contend they're just as good as the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12 at the very least. Yeah, I, I think especially the top half of the conference. I think uh, maybe it's a USF writer that actually tweeted out uh, some of the analytics that were comparing – the AAC to the ACC and at the, at the bottom, obviously, I mean, the same can be said for basketball at the bottom, things start to get ugly, but at the top, I think the Americans teams stack up well with a lot of the power five conferences. So what's the buzz in Cincinnati? I know down here, obviously the college game day about to make their arrival. It's a Saturday night primetime game on ABC uh, game day. I believe has been to Cincinnati previously, uh, uh, several years ago. Uh, what is the buzz about this game up there? Uh, actually, the buzz, I would say, is pretty similar how it is down there because game day has actually not been here. Okay, my mistake. Uh, so even though UC has, has you know, spent some time in the power conferences, has had some undefeated seasons like UCF, uh, we've been snubbed much like Central Florida has. So there is sort of the same vibe where, okay, finally we're also getting the attention. So Obviously, you'd prefer for a game day to be at a home game, but still, it's it's a very similar vibe here. I think, um, I think people are interested to see how Fickle is going to coach in his first uh, real marquee game. It's on the road. It's against the top fifteen team. College game day is there. It's on ABC. All that type of stuff. Um, and he, Fickle's done very well, especially this season. But we haven't yet seen him in uh, truly when you know the spotlights come on. And it's not just the AAC divisional uh, crown up for grabs. Uh, you know, this whoever wins this game takes the lead as a group of five for a New Year's Six, too. Yeah, which is huge. And obviously, I hate that it's true, but uh, when you are in a group of five, that's sort of the ceiling, uh, is that New Year's Six game. So you do whatever you can to get there. So this is, like you said, going to set the tone for that. And whoever does get the New Year's Six nod, is, that's going to be a big deal. That's sort of the the de facto group of five national championship, unfortunately, but. Well, and that also kind of brings me on the next day. Cause you know, I've, we've debated a lot about, you know, should they expand the college playoff? My fear is that they expand it to six or even eight teams. The G five will still have the same problem they have now that they'll still be excluded. Well, that's the issue is that you've, you've obviously seen it with UCF. They've been capped at number 12 or whatever. They haven't lost since 2016 and haven't even gotten in the top 10 yet, which is ridiculous. But um, I would hope that maybe someday we can go to eight teams and add an automatic qualifier for the top G5 team. And I think a lot of G5 fans would agree that I don't care if we have to play the number one overall team in the country. Just get us in there. Just give us a shot. Absolutely. So what's your, what's your final take on the game Saturday night? 
I think it's hard to bet against UCF. Um, I think until they lose, I'm not going to pick them to lose. Um, but I do think it, it's going to be a, a good game. Um, you know, UCF's got to lose at some point. Uh, Cincinnati has not yet played what I would, con- you know, a top 15 game, what I would consider a true, a truly great team. Um, I think it'll be close. I think Cincinnati beats the spread, but I do think Central Florida ultimately wins that one. And of course, uh, your your uh, your site uh, covers all UC sports. We're getting uh, about to get underway with college basketball in earnest, right. and uh, uh, how the Bearcats looking so far this year? Uh, well, they opened the season at home against Ohio State, which is obviously a big game for us. Uh, we're always trying to play those guys. Uh, they have not been on campus. Ohio State hadn't been on UC's campus since 1920, so it was a big game, um, one that you know fans have been asking for for almost 100 years. Uh, did not go very well, unfortunately. Uh, the Bearcats, I think, shot like 14% in the first half. Terrible offense, which, of course, UCF fans are used to. Very similar very similar mold for the Golden Knights. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the team, it'll work out. They won't win 30 games like they have the past two years, but I trust them to make the tournament. Um, I trust them to contend for the conference championship. Um, things will be okay, but I do think this is going to be an up-and-down team. The offense is not what it has been the past couple of years. All right, and where do folks uh, follow you uh, if they want to get more from O-Varsity? Uh, at O-Varsity on Twitter and Instagram um, and O-Varsity.com. All right, that's Spencer Tuckerman. He's the founder, editor, and podcast host at O-Varsity. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Absolutely, thank you. And we can now update the college football playoff rankings. UCF moves up from 12 to 11. Imagine that. Didn't didn't see that coming. And Cincinnati makes it. They got to number 24. So we'll have a ranked game between the Knights and the Bearcats. The Saturday night showdown at Spectrum Stadium. College game day, as we mentioned, will be on the UCF campus Saturday morning. Lots of conversation on Twitter on how to behave at College Game Day and how to treat one Kirk Herbstreet. And I definitely subscribe to a lot of what people are saying as far as being classy, being good host, doing all of that. Kirk Herbstreet, though, still needs to be called out a little bit because, you know, he's gone out of his way to tweak the Knights fans. He should get a little bit of it back. Um, Do it respectfully. But, uh, you know, maybe instead of booing whenever he's on camera, we go, go, go into the UCF chant. That might be, that might be a way to do it. Um, but, you know, make some clever signs and, you know, keep it, keep it clean, keep, keep it fun, but definitely, uh, definitely make your point as far as that is concerned. Some NFL notes before we go. The Saints blast the Bengals. Boy, New Orleans looks awful good in the NFC. And most interesting in that game, the many of the Saints players who scored or made great plays were throwing up the X for Des Bryant, who tore his Achilles, so he was only with the team for two days before going down. But evidently it earned enough respect to get that kind of showing from his Saints teammates. Brandon Marshall now will be the veteran presence just recently signed to uh, fill that void. The Chiefs handled the New England Patriots, so they've made the statement that they are the team to beat. By the way, the Chiefs and Rams, their Monday night game in Mexico City is being moved back to L.A. because of the horrendous field conditions down at that stadium there. And disclaimer, not just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm not buying the Redskins just yet. 
I think they're six and three of smoke and mirrors. They really should have lost to Tampa Bay. They they basically self-destructed on themselves. And uh I just don't think the Redskins are as good as their record shows just at this point in time. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Thanks again to Spencer Tuckerman from ovarsity.com in Cincinnati for being our guest. And if you're listening to us for the first time, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and now on Spotify. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, on Facebook at JeffAllen88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I want to take a moment to tell you about the inspiration for Kramer's Salve for Dogs. I found Kramer as a small pup when we were living in Knoxville as I was taking our dog Precious out in the middle of a cold rainy night. We had heard a dog barking and whining thinking somebody had left him out on a balcony. No one came forth to claim him so he joined our family. Kramer struggled mightily with skin allergies. My wife Joy tried all sorts of ointments and medications and other than some temporary relief here and there, nothing was really helping him. Then she came to remember that people have used neem for its healing properties and after two years of intensive research created the best solution of its kind not just for kramer but for dogs everywhere kramer salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life a four ounce six month supply including shipping is just thirty dollars or a two ounce three month supply including shipping is just twenty dollars your pet is family and deserves the best help your dog end the itch and hotspot cycle by ordering online today Today at KramerSalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.